0: coming into a place of harmony and love and unity and so forth. These are things that the soul is what is guiding us toward. Mm -hmm. So when we see what's going on in the world and we see all this division and and hatred and, you know, othering of people, it's like, that's ego driven. Mm -hmm. That is not soul driven at all. It it doesn't matter how righteous you believe you are in making one different kind of person better or less than the other. Or that in the past it's been, you know, different and they have, you know, the oppressors of the past, oppressing them today is not going to, it's only just going to flip the switch and you're going to be in the same mess that we were before. It's not, you know, it's, it, it, it doesn't work. It's lifting everybody up at the same time and forgiving the past, the, the past, mm-hmm. Right. Because otherwise you're just going to be, now the oppressed becomes the oppressor. It's like the victim becomes the victimizer. It will just spin around and around and around and it will never heal. Welcome to the Let's Be Real podcast, genuine conversations for authentic living. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lisa Allschafer, Empowerment Life Coach and author.
1: I'm Sandra Pariser, health and wellness entrepreneur and truth seeker and truth speaker.
0: And today's episode is about finding emotional freedom through forgiveness.
1: And this is kind of the name of the game. So <laughs> I swear every time, Lisa, we talk about like what's so important for us to discuss, something really powerful comes down <laughs> and in and through. And forgiveness is so layered, so, so layered um, that this should be a really fun deep dive because... Forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others, forgiveness of self and others is the name of the game. So uh, don't forget to hit like, subscribe, and share if you feel so inclined. We appreciate it very, very much. And Lisa, take it away.
0: Okay. Well, you know, we're going to talk about self-forgiveness and then forgiveness of others, um, and then go more into the, the spiritual higher soul perspective of what forgiveness is about as well. And then a couple of uh, a few um, techniques to help you to really let go when it comes to forgiveness uh, that we've talked about periodically on the podcast. And, um, and so we're going to end with that. So we'll start though with self-forgiveness and, you know, a lot of times when we are thinking of forgiveness, we're thinking of other people uh, forgiving others. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to self-forgiveness, what happens is is that um, we are usually harder on ourselves than most everybody else is. And when it comes to forgiveness, that's one place that this can happen is we are not very compassionate with ourselves. So the healing comes through our own self-forgiveness because we're healing through self-compassion.
1: Hmm. I just, there's just so much to this that I... uh I'm going in many different directions. Keep talking because I got a lot of prickles going on.
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, it it is taking personal responsibility for the things that you've done in the past. But it's also either owning up the mistakes, uh, whatever you've done, whatever you feel you've done. Um, But ultimately, it is about uh, forgiving yourself and removing that harsh judgment that you can have on yourself when you're in a judgment place. Uh, Important thing to remember about judgment is judgment is a form of resistance and whatever you're judging, you're giving more power to. So that's kind of an overview of it all is you don't want to keep judging yourself and stay in a state of judgment because whatever you're judging, you're going to be manifesting more of what it is that you judge about yourself. So letting go of judgment is really important. And Mm
1: Yeah, no. Okay. So this is where I was prickly and I couldn't quite put my finger on like what was what pulling me. Um, and I was just having a conversation with Alan yesterday and you and I were just talking about this. So I think that when you talk about judgment of self and forgiving self and self-compassion and what all of that means, um, I was trying to explain this to Alan and maybe you could do this better because you're so good like that. But I always look to him as a reflection of me because that is what happens. And going back to that book, Radical Forgiveness that our beloved Rebecca gave us all those years ago, uh, what radical forgiveness, forgiveness of self, right? Like how that's, we start there for a reason. We, you know, how can you forgive others if you haven't forgiven yourself for whatever? And the easiest way to unpack it is what I call the law of mirrors. And When you're in a relationship, an intimate relationship, meaning a significant other, a spouse, a partner of some kind, not necessarily your kids, although there's a lot of mirroring there as well, but really in uh, an intimate relationship is going to pull out all of the weeds. Can you unpack that a little bit better for us?
0: Well, sure. You know, I call it the law of reflection, law of mirrors, whatever you want to call it doesn't really matter as long as you understand it. And that is your outer world is reflecting what's going on in your inner world. Not everything, but the things that are prickly, <laughs> the things that can, you know, activate some of that inner emotion, if you will, um, and the people who are closest to you. You know, we've said in the past that you're, if you look at the some of the five people that you spend the most time with, you'll find you'll, you're kind of an average in different ways of those five people because they're the strongest reflectors of, or mirrors of who you, who you are. Um, That can be, you know, even with forgiveness. If you have a lot of unforgiving people around you, you might, it might be time to look and see how unforgiving you are of yourself. But ultimately, it's uh, that law of reflection is how we grow because in order for us to be able to really see what's going on inside we need a mirror. We need that reflection to be able to see it because those reflections become gauges. And when you know how to read your gauges correctly, just like your gas gauge on your car, you're going to know what's going on inside the car and you're going to know what's going on inside yourself because mm-hmm. it'll be, it'll be uh, key information. But it's also kind of challenging to do at times because we don't always like what we see in the mirror. <laughs> we don't always like what we see in the reflections through others.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, this last declaration of universe, haha, <laughs> declaration of universe, God bless declaration of universe, um, has been such an eye-opening it, you know, path for me for so many reasons and it continues and we're still in it. And mm-hmm. um that's why I'm so grateful for this podcast is because you know, we get to share this is what's really happening, right? Like I'm still, I'm still going deeper. There really is a lot of, um, it, you know, just trauma from my child. It's just trauma from my childhood, and how it is representing now, and and it's hard, it's difficult to uh, have memories, especially when you've had a, a childhood like mine, or it, you could even have a. Per- it, the childhood almost doesn't matter. It's how you're processing the emotions that that particular event or the, that period of time or whatever the case may be, how you're, how you personally interpret through your lens, right? Yeah. What the experience was. And so now after all this, this really much layered deeper, 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 deeper um, work that I've been doing. Um, that's why I'm so grateful to Alan. Cause if there's anything inside me, I get to use him. I mean, when I get emotional or something pops up for me, there's a reason it's there. And it's the only person that can figure it out is me. Right. It's really, really powerful and forgiveness of self. You know, I, I don't know about you. I don't, I don't really uh, beat myself up anywhere. Like I did, you know, before declaration to universe, I almost don't do it at all because I am so damn curious. Like, where does this come from? You know, like, and so if, if you can just, if people can just be more curious, you know, when you feel something, right? Like I can't forgive this person because I mean, there's some people who do some heinous shit and I'm what they do to children. Um, Oh, the amount of, I mean, we've said this before. I'll say it again. As long as people are killing each other, the world is not okay. It, that's just wrong on every level. But the forgiveness piece is not about what happened or what somebody did. It's really it's really self-compassion. It's loving. It's something to do for you so that we can get to a place of living a, of a life more aligned in the frequency of love and abundance and gratitude and those types of energies. And it starts right
0: here. Yeah. Well, and in order to... Achieve those levels those higher levels is you have to release your guilt and your shame otherwise it will keep you in the lower vibrational levels the states of being the emotions and so forth and then you will be remanifesting things to feel guilty and shameful about that's why the same with judgment you'll do things to feel you know self-judgmental about and so releasing that releases you not from the responsibility Right Not from the responsibility of it, that's why we want to make sure we're doing what we can to take to own it and take responsibility for whatever we've done, but then not hold on to all that guilt and shame around it. It's about releasing that, releasing the burden of that mm-hmm. and and uh, and really. Uh, raising your self-esteem, raising your value, and and, and so forth, because that's the freeing process. This is about freeing ourselves, right? Emotionally freeing ourselves in a lot of ways, actually, more than emotionally, but emotionally is where it all begins when it comes to forgiveness. So we can move out of that deep, dark place that, you know, we've been holding ourselves in, and what keeps us down there is holding on to our guilt and our shame. Yeah. Mm
1: There's just so much to it. And I, you know, again, here's my here's my vulnerability, certainly to you, but mm-hmm. to, to anybody else listening, um, this has really been the last few weeks have been a very humbling experience for me. And when we go through um, the search engine of our emotions, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, like, okay, why am I feeling this way? And really dealing with some feelings, quite honestly, I don't think I've ever experienced before. Um, just sorrow, sadness, uh, where's it coming from? Like, where is this coming from? Just these really deep emotions. And I think, especially in talking to people, because I talk to people all day long, um, there's a lot of struggle. There's a lot of, there, we can use this time. Let me put it a little bit differently. This time that we are all growing through right now is we could use it and just get swallowed up into the emotion and, oh, the shame and the guilt and the self-judgment, self-loathing. Self- I mean, I've experienced all of that in the last few weeks and really in the last you know 10 days. Um, but I'm grateful to it and I want to sit inside of it so that I can really unpack it. Because these are times that we're living in where we finally can get clear and it's here and here that it's here and here, right? Um, Heart-centered, soul-centered, love-centered. That's just, you know, the way that it is. Self-centered, soul-centered, love-centered is my personal goal. You know, Mm -hmm. at the end of it all is to really emanate from that place and, I think just because of everything going on outside of us, it's really getting to a point where it's overwhelmingly confusing in general, right? Like I can't even keep track of what's going on in the world, let alone my backyard in Texas, let alone in my old home in Las Vegas where you are. I I can't keep up. I can't keep up. Um, And so I think we can use this time to, um, if you're experiencing what I've been experiencing, Use this time to really pinpoint some of what, Lisa, you're so graciously guiding us through.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, part of what we free ourselves from as well is we free ourselves from limiting beliefs about ourselves. Mm Because if you're holding on to this lack of forgiveness for yourself, then what you're going to do is you're probably going to believe things about yourself that aren't true. Like I'm a bad person, I'm not worthy, I'm you know, whatever it is, whatever those beliefs are it, it's not it's not for someone like me. Um, you're cutting off these opportunities. you're probably creating self sabotaging patterns through these different limiting beliefs. And so, as you uh, raise your vibration through forgiveness, you start to free yourself and start to see the truth about who you really are as well. And then yeah. that leads to more integration and wholeness to if you've been doing work of what you've been working on, as we've talked about many times, you know, how long you and I have been doing our work, our transformational work. Yeah. And it's just an ongoing process. It will always just be there. It's a lifestyle. It's not a, I was event. just going to say,
1: you, you, yeah. you never stop until you die. And yeah. Yeah. you and I for years have been saying this, like, there's no holy anointed one, no matter what there's no, I mean, there's, Dolores Cannon, right? Um, blue. I mean, there, there are people that you sit back and you go, God, these people got it. No, no, ain't nobody got it. Cause we're still, we're still here. And until we're here, we're going to be, you know, it's also the, the balance of, of, you know, positive and negative and dark and light and shadow self. And, and I was thinking about this earlier today, um, forgiveness came through what a great topic for. It's so important because everything kind of starts there. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, you know, the the shadow self, and I think that's a good topic for us at some point in time pretty quickly because that feels to me what's
0: happening. And that's part of integration and wholeness is as you heal your shadow side, which are just parts of you that are just held up in negative space, if you will, in a dark space, and they Mm -hmm. get there through judgment. That's why judgment is so key to let go of. Uh, which unforgiveness is laced with judgment Mm -hmm. because then what happens is if you can think about, I can't think of what the character is, but I know it's probably a character in a movie. Think of these fragmented parts of yourself that are out there, that are held in judgment, that are in a kind of a dark place, if you will, that are unhealed parts of you. And when you go in to forgive yourself, what you're doing is you're retrieving these fragmented parts of you and integrating them into the whole of you, which is really more of the light of you. And that's why it's, you know, you feel more whole. You don't feel so fragmented or you know, some I mean, obviously the the biggest fragmentation is the split personality, right? Multiple personality. Oh, yeah,
1: for sure. Right?
0: Where there's this one over yeah. here and this one over here. You know, I don't hear much about that much anymore, but certainly we I remember growing up and Sally Field did a whole movie about that. Yeah, uh, schizophrenia. Yeah. Yeah. And so um I remember
1: anyway. that movie. I remember that whoa, that's pulling something out of the way back machine. (laughs) Yeah, I know.
0: I don't even remember the name of it, but but I remember she was tied to a piano for a while. She was abused. So yeah, think of that for a moment, abuse. So -hmm. when someone's abused, it's so um, painful to be in the body that you just create a whole nother personality as a way to escape it in your mind. Right. Um, But even so, if you think about the shadow and the light, it's when we're in our shadow side, we show up differently. Say if somebody's drinking, right? And they get drunk and they start to show up like, Ooh, they got a mean streak. Didn't know that was there or something like that. That's because they're now in their shadow side. Mm-hmm. And when we drink alcohol, it's much easier for that shadow side to come out mm-hmm. um, and so forth. But don't want to go too far into that because that's a whole other subject, but that's part of what forgiveness does. It, it removes the judgment, uh, releases the judgment, right? And then it, you release the, The darkness and the shame and the guilt and and all of that that has outcast these parts of you so that you can reintegrate them into the whole of you. And then, of course, we all work better when we feel whole (laughs) and energetically we're whole and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And even,
1: especially last week, how I showed up and, you know, God bless you for (laughs) super raw and here we go. You know, it's a commitment I made to you and it's a commitment we made to uh, to everybody that's listening, and so you know, and, and it is of course the Let's Be Real podcast. But um, it helped last week. Remember, we somehow we brought up diets, and you know, you want an accountability partner when you go on a diet. And um, was it yesterday? I don't know. Everything's kind of blending together. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Um, I was really trying to process like, what does my body need now? What does it need right now? Because I'm ready. I'm ready to take some radical measures to really go into some of these emotions that are clearly inside me. I'm not judging it. I'm not afraid of it. It's there. And I, I I want it to, I want it to come up. So, um, part of my experience over the last year and a half year and a half now. Wow. Um, is Lisa, my wonderful, amazing trips to the ER. (laughs) So I've had a couple kidney infections that went to the ER and then, you know, there's just, uh, you know, I had a little experience the other day. And, uh, so my body is clearly talking to me Mm -hmm. and I'm not hearing it. Right. Well, now I I am very much listening at right now. Um, and I've been ready for a while to, to make some steps and to really start to address the body. So, um, I was looking through a couple programs, like, do I want to do this? This is a detox. It's, um, it's a radical 21-day detox, not the one that I've done so many times, which is the bone broth. I'm not doing that again. This is, this is one through Dr. Miracle, who, you know, it's a whole supplement. It's, it's kind of a jump start to removing the heavy metals from my body. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking into also the carnivore, which has some amazing benefits. And you've incorporated some of that in your life and in your, and in your body. And so I sat down with Alan to present the case. Okay. So I was like, so here's what I come up with. I read all the paperwork. I've been through the whole, you know, Dr. Miracle over here. And then, um, you know, the carnivore and how that fits. And, and, you know, we just need to be eating clean, clean food. Everybody needs to be eating clean food. We are so toxic. Um, for so many reasons, water, coffee, glyphosate. I've identified that I have, I'm going to just tell everybody I have really crazy levels of glyphosate mercury. I have some BPA, not very bad. Um, and, and, some mold in my body and it'll take me 10 months to 12 months to really remove the, the pollutants from my body, which I'm going to do. So what am I going to do to jumpstart it? Oh, and where did it come from? And I I'll just tell everybody, uh, California red wine loaded with herbicides, pesticides, glyphosate, all of that, that's, that had to have been, you know, foods and water and whatever. That's where I'm pretty sure that's where, so that's gotta go. Mm -hmm. Um, and coffee, coffee is a huge offender of mold, herbicides and pesticides. So to which I drink like a pot a day. And I've been thinking about a pot a day. Wow. I'm going all in, throwing myself <laughs> under the bus for everybody to hear. Uh, maybe like three quarters of a pot <laughs> because
0: we make, you know, oh gosh, two pots
1: you. a day. And I got that a hundred.
0: Me. Okay. So when you were still in Vegas, this was a long time ago. Um, I did. I quit coffee as well. Um, and I, but I drink two cups a day. So not quite a pot. but anyway. Um. But I remember at your house one day and you were just, I mean, this was many years ago. I don't know exactly how many, but <laughs> quite a long time ago. And you were just like, bing, 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 bing around your house. And you are like, I need more coffee. Oh, you were, it was one of your parties. I need some coffee. I'm like, I don't think you need any more coffee. <laughs> You're like so wired right now. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Well,
1: you know, kind of talking about that too, because I, everybody can relate to this. If you drink coffee. Or if you know somebody who drinks coffee, you totally understand the coffee situation, right? Like it's just, and I, um, through this, this process that I've been through of wanting to understand, you know, to get my physical body healthy, I ran a toxicity report and I'm looking at things now through the lens of, is this good for my physical body? Is this going to lengthen my life? Just like what you did when you said, you know, I'm staring Mm -hmm. down the, the, the number 60, and I want to go into it feeling better than I did turning 50. Yeah. And wouldn't you say you've accomplished that?
0: Yes. By the way, that 60 starting to hit me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be 60. So when we get to, it's in May, <laughs> I'll be turning 60 in May. And it's starting to like, <sighs> especially since I'm watching, we were watching This Is Us. And they go through all the timelines and how, you know, Fast life goes by and it's like oh sixty that's kind of a that's kind of a tough one feeling a little tough so maybe we'll do something about that closer to my my sixties oh we'll have to
1: do a whole podcast on something <laughs> around, around
0: yeah. if you're if you're out there and you're turning sixty or you're around sixty or you're 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 closing in on it or you have just closed in on it and it's it's just recently passed we'd love to hear you know what you would like to talk what you would like to talk about as far as turning 60 getting into the 60s because every decade is different you know 40s is much different than turning. sixty you
1: know who turns 60 next month hmm. our dear friend terry oh ah. mm-hmm. uh, yeah she might be somebody you could uh have a little conversation about that with, but yeah, in, in March, 2020, I think. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure anyway. Yeah. You're saying that I'm like, Whoa. So, you know, just very much like that was a choice that you made to just, and so here I am, I'm making the same choice. And anyway, I'm staring down this stupid 21 day detox and it's so limiting and it's grueling. And you know, the first eight days are basically your mind's well fast but you're not fasting. So, um, anyway, so I'm presenting my case to my husband and he's just been so wonderful with, with my emotional basket case ism that I feel like I'm going through. Um, and so he sat down and we were on the gold couches, which is where we do our, our heavy conversations in my, in my bedroom. Um, and are they're oversized little couches, but two people can get their butts Mm -hmm. in there. So (laughs) anyway, he's like, I'll just come and sit next to you. So I'm presenting my case, I'm presenting my case. And he looks over at me and he's like, I'll do it with you. Mm. And I'm like, I'm going to just get tears in my eyes. Cause I was like, I didn't know how in the world am I going to find like, because it's, it, it's very restrictive. And he took it one step further and he's like, why don't we all do it as a family? Let's all just, you know, I mean, obviously not to the level And I don't expect Alan to do it to the level that I need to do it. But just the fact that, you know, for 21 days, we're going to eat at home. We're going to do it together as a family. We're going to, we're going to also like, it's not just, so this is my, you know, so I'm telling everybody, I'm going to start my 21 days on Tuesday, mostly because I got to get the supplies from Dr. Miracle tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I'm ready. The house is ready. And, and I'm really excited because I'm going to do one step further, which is, you know, your 30 day walk.
0: Mm-hmm. Forgiveness, I'm to, mom.
1: yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to incorporate bits of that, yeah, and and just so that I I get into the right frame of mind right out of bed.
0: Yeah, wake up well, in the
1: morning right out when,
0: of bed. You know, you're you're emotionally detoxing and you're physically detoxing. And here's the thing: when we physically detox, our emotions are coming whether we want them to or not because a lot of that. the food or the wine or whatever it is that we're putting in our bodies is designed to suppress that stuff. So when we go on a detox, it starts to do the emotional detox as well. So for anybody, I know, you know that, but for anybody who doesn't know that, um, out there, uh, you know, that's important to understand because as you're clearing this stuff, whatever was being used as a suppressant, is now removed, so whatever has been suppressed is now gonna make its way up. So this is really where you wanna be able to move into the forgiveness mode if you've got stuff coming up like old anger. In fact, we'll, we'll have this to segue into forgiveness of others because this is where a lot of people get hung up as well. And so if you have resentment and bitterness from, you know, people in your past or people in your present, um, you know, it's, it's really important to use this time to release all of that, whether it's towards yourself or others, because that is something Uh, that is contaminating you when you hold on to old resentment and bitterness. It's a contaminant. It's a toxicity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's an emotional one. And there's a great, I didn't uh, bring it in here today, but um, holding on to resentment is like holding a, what is it? Well, I'll go to the other one because I can't remember the other one. Uh, So hanging on to resentment is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Hmm. There's one about a hot coal too, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. No, but um, that, that, yeah. that is all so, you
1: know, I, I just can't, I can't even describe. I mean, like, got my tissues. Thank you, my friend, Corey. <laughs> um, I, it, it, cause it is so emotional, you know, like, and I knew as I was presenting my case to my husband, um, I, knew, I knew, and he knew, I'm not doing this to lose weight. Mm-hmm. This is going to be again a 10 to 12 month process of removing these heavy metals from my body. Mm-hmm. There's no get rich quick, you know, when it comes to you know reclaiming your health. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not it's not about the weight. It's not about the food. It's everything to do with the emotions. So yeah, I can hang in there for twenty one days.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and so well, it's important for both of you to remember that the emotional detox is occurring too when, <laughs> if you're doing it together.
1: He knows he knows that too. Yeah. He knows yeah. that too. And I think yeah. he's ready for that also. Yeah. Obviously. Well, and then
0: and then, you know, for anything, you know, whether you guys are going through something or um, you know, someone else, whoever you know, out there, whoever you're, have been holding on to not forgiving, um, when you start to forgive for those people who are still in your life, or perhaps people who aren't in your life anymore that you would like to have back in your life, it gives you an opportunity to restore those relationships. So bring current relationships to a healthier state by, you know, through your own forgiveness, it will start to clear the way so that the healing of the relationship can, can really happen. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's amazing sometimes when we feel we've been wronged or we feel we've wronged others, but there's such power in I'm sorry. And there's such Mm -hmm. power in I forgive you. Mm -hmm. And even though I remember I had a conversation, I won't say with who, but someone very close to me, and this was years ago, and she apologized to me. Um, For things that happened when we were much younger, and I said, "You don't, I don't, I don't hold you into (laughs) hold anything about that. Um, You don't, you know, you don't need to say you're sorry. You don't need forgiveness." Mm -hmm. And and uh, but she, you know, well, no, I I I I do, Mm -hmm. and so I forgave her. And after that conversation, I talked with somebody else. Um, And I mean, this is like, gosh, you know, 20 years ago or something, but. And she said, you know, hearing I forgive you for someone who has been carrying the weight of feeling they wronged them is important for people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I wasn't quite doing it (laughs) in the best way, but I did the next time I talked to her and I said, I forgive you. And I gave her a solid, I forgive you. And so keep that in mind too. If you're wanting to really restore a relationship, both the I'm sorry, depending on, you know, how it's all played out in the context that it played out, but saying I'm sorry and saying I forgive you are really important mm-hmm. statements, heartfelt statements to make.
1: Oh, yeah. second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, that very, very important. Very important. Yeah. So, okay. Are we moving? Uh, should, moving should we go, go
0: to forgiveness of others? Um, well, we are already in forgiveness of others. Oh, I don't even know where we were at. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's okay. Um, so as another, long as you do, that's great. I, that's that's my <laughs> that's my personality. Yours is yours is, is perfectly where it needs to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, there, like, there so you there go. go.
0: That's just how we work well together. That's right. Is right. Um, yeah, so uh another thing that happens with forgiveness is you uh transcend victimhood because victimhood is so strong in our world today. And that, you know, not forgiving, that's that whole process of you have done something to me. And then you, we can live in this victim-type uh, oppressive state. We can oppress others. We can feel oppressed. And that's, you know, you feel like a victim. And when you feel like a victim, you're going to create more situations where you see the world through the victim lens. Mm-hmm. There's a, And let me clarify. There is a difference between having truly been victimized whether you have been, you know, attacked or I won't go through all the litany of things that can happen, but where you have actually been victimized and having a victim consciousness.
1: Oh my God. Yes. Very important.
0: Very different things. Very different. And so I'm talking about victim consciousness. So it's moving out of that victim, victimhood or victim consciousness that will just keep you oppressed. It will keep you down and attract to you other people more victimizers quite honestly so that's not something you want to do and there's many psychological reasons why people do that so but ultimately you want to let that go so you don't stay in that state and instead you become a victor
1: yes and i okay this is the part i'm like where am i going to get to this one very powerful story so um when you talk about true victims right like being victimized yes for all of you who are not familiar with Kathy O'Brien, um, she she uh, kind of was part of the creation of the MKUltra Mind Control Pro- Program through the CIA. Now she's probably 65, maybe 70-ish. Um, horrific story. I mean, her dad sold her at five years old to the CIA. I, this is It's the craziest story. Um, you can Google her and find her story. And it really is like, If you ever listen to her now, and I know she's hit the YouTube circuit, and she's been through Rumble, and she's been on tons of shows because her story is so powerful that in her victimization, they traumatized her so horrifically that they were literally able to control her, which was really wild. And as she got older, so when she would slip into certain parts of her personality, she wouldn't remember these other parts. She would just remember this is her role to play at this time. And then, and they would they would manipulate her that way. Mm-hmm. So just Google Kathy O'Brien, you'll be like, oh my gosh, right, true story of, from that kind of mentality came a hero who came in and and saved her. And he saved her and he saved her daughter. And through that she, forgave herself and went through everything that you and I talk about yeah. on a much much hardcore scale right. uh, because this lady actually went through all the shadows of all of what it is in the human experience and now when you listen to her you're like wow she's like nothing but love her frequency is like how could you how could you feel this way about these people that did this 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 and and, and she'll say it's not about forgiveness of for them
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's more important for me to forgive. So, so now fast. So I've been reading her story forever. So, um, for Doctor Miracle, when Alan and I went to that retreat in September, I met this lady. I'm going to leave her, leave her name nameless. Mm-hmm. But um, Doctor Miracle went around in a circle, and there were 14 participants, and he used asked her permission. Of course, can I use you as an example? Of um can I use you as an example for forgiveness and of course she gave her permission because he's tell- he's telling us the story just very, very here's the just the tip of the iceberg to the story um and ultimately, her dad had done the unconscionable to her right. um sold her, had her raped, watched her get raped, paid for it, made money off of it, just to the point where. To the point where when she was nine years old, she ran away or I don't know exactly what happened. And Nine years old, nine years old. And then she clawed her way back from all of that and, and managed to create a functional life for her. But there was still one more thing hanging on. And it was, she needed to forgive him, her father, for what he had done. And she just, and there was the rational person in the rational mind would be like, there's no way what, how, how could this happen? And uh, Dr. Miracle was like, when you're ready, we'll go there. And he, when he was telling the story, he's like, I've never been so worried about a patient in my life right. because she got up and she, all the energy, right. The physical energy of like, there's no way I can forgive this man. Mm-hmm. And I think it was something like 24 hours later, she called him and said, okay, I, I, I don't know what it looks like, but I trust you enough. So can we go there? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, she forgave him in a session, you know, much like the whole thing that happened on miracle Monday for me. Uh, she went through that process and it forever changed her yeah. and you could feel her. And so of course me, I got to hear the whole story. Cause like when you meet people like that, if that doesn't give you hope in what the human experience what the human being can accomplish from a deep perspective. She had all my love and all my heart. So of course I asked her, I'm like, do you know who Kathy O'Brien is? And she's like, I've heard of her. I said, you gotta read her books. Like (laughs) you are her, you're changing the world because you forgave him for the unforgivable. But it wasn't about him, it was about her. So I mailed her a bunch of Kathy O'Brien books and I'm like, I'm gonna send you a gift.
0: Well, and that, um, it, that's why it's so important to, to do this with others, because we're the p- person who's unforgiving mm-hmm. is the one who's paying the price, exactly. not the other person, not the other person. Yeah. They've got their own karma they're working with. And we'll yeah. get into karma here in a second. But yeah, um, but it releases us from all that heavy
1: mm-hmm.
0: suffering, because yep. we go into suffering when we're holding on to all of that stuff that comes with not forgiving, anger, bitterness, yeah hurt, all that pain. Yeah. Yep.
1: And, you know, just speaking specifically to victimization and victim consciousness is, is the name of the game. You know, it's, um, you know, there's some really horrific things happening in our world and, yeah. you know, it's important to keep that, yeah your level of awareness on
0: that. Yeah. And then if we look at it more from a spiritual perspective, then forgiveness comes in to be able to transcend that ego that we all have. Um, It's sometimes considered the false self uh, that I won't go in a lot into the ego, but it's the part of us that really creates a lot of our self-sabotage It's creating a lot of, it's where the judgment comes from. It's where a lot of uh, negative things come from, but it's just part of the human condition that we all have an ego. So we have to recognize that certainly parts of our brain are connected into the ego, that uh, survival mechanism, because it's really driven by fear. The Mm -hmm. ego is, it's driven, Mm -hmm. uses fear as a way to get more of our power and so forth. But ultimately when we can look at what forgiveness is really about from that higher soul perspective, one of the things is, you know, recognition of our interconnectedness, and there's a great scene in um, Phenomenon with John Travolta in mm-hmm. an old movie. Great movie, though. I think Maybe I might have mentioned it that before. movie. Yes, I love that movie. And he was, you know, he was actually accessing more parts of his brain throughout the movie. We didn't know that was happening, but he, that's what was happening. And he was saying, you know, we're all connected. It's like the redwood forest. It looks like all individual trees from the from the eye level, but they're all connected by the roots underneath, and it's one organism. And so mm-hmm. it's looking at ourselves as we are all interconnected. Uh, We just can't see our roots. We just can't see the connections. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as we hold someone else in whatever, in in a negative place, that's why we feel the negativity of that because we are connected. We're all connected. And then when we give love to others, that's why we get to benefit as well, because we feel that as well. We are in the vibration of love. So keeping that in mind when you're looking at that is that this, this interconnectedness, whatever you're putting out there, it's coming back in here. So, and vice versa. I mean, it goes both ways.
1: Do you feel like now that the veil is being lifted from, um, the human experience where we're at with our consciousness right now. And as we are collectively trying to shift and raise our consciousness and how we do that is all the tips that you and I give every week that we're here is what we're yeah. really trying to help people really raise our frequency and our consciousness to that love base. Yeah. Do you feel like the more connected that we get in like big picture and Lisa, you know this, but I'll, but I'll just share with everybody else out there. The reason I'm taking my, health in this journey and what I'm doing with my family, with you, with everybody else out there is I, I want to be an example, but I also, I need to clean this physical vessel up so that I can connect more into the yes. divine source of oneness.
0: Exactly. Yes. That's the um, reason. <laughs> when, well, it's just even, even food has different vibrations, right? So when we eat cleaner food, we are mm-hmm. operating. We're not. Food isn't lowering our vibration. When we right. eat a lot of processed food and all that kind of stuff, we're we're actually oh, yeah. lowering our vibration.
1: Yes. E- this
0: is why even in in eating um, meat and whatnot, you you can even though it's you know I mean the meat is dead, <laughs> right? Obviously, but you oh, can bless you, it. You know the yes. the you know the Native Americans would bless their kill. Right, because yeah. it was all needed to survive, to, to you know, to to live, but they would always bless it, and Absolutely. that would raise the vibration of the animal that gave its life to, for for other life, right? Mm-hmm. That's really mm-hmm. what a lot of this is, and so, um, you know, even whether it's a plant or whether it's an animal yeah. or, or whatnot, it's just recognizing the more alive food you have, um, you know, whether it's uh, um, clean food through. Uh, being raised humanely like Mm -hmm. if it's meat Mm -hmm. organic whatever organic treated well it's Mm -hmm. going to have a different vibration going into your body Mm -hmm. if it lived in a higher vibration throughout its whole life
1: yeah yeah and
0: so but if you have meat that has been where the animals are traumatized we won't go deep into that but when they've been traumatized (laughs) Into all that, and they've been treated inhumanely. That's all energy that also goes into your body.
1: Absolutely. So it's
0: being very conscientious around what you put into your body, mm-hmm. and um, even you know, I mean, you can bless the the animal that you know potentially went through the trauma. But if you can find, uh, you know, animals that were raised humanely, that's definitely the way to go. If you yeah, ready. because
1: we are all connected. We really are. And so, and and I, yeah, whether, and, and honestly, you guys, I know it sounds really stupid, but, um, water, like I, I have been down this, this, you know, in this, in this little experience that I'm having right now, these are things I've known for so long Mm -hmm. for so long. And, and yet I have not had the desire to make those changes, but I'm, you know, and for the most part, I've lived a very clean life since I went through massage school in Hawaii in the year 2000 is right when now. I really started to go, oh gosh, I'm waking up to some of this stuff. Yeah. But like you're talking about with the beef, that's, that's the biggest, you know, selling point when I'm talking to my people about, um, this is like the cleanest quality of, of beef you can get. They, the, the, the cows are born and they get to nurse up they're on their moms and then they stay with them until they naturally wean away and they are you know, out there on the pastures and Mm -hmm. living the life. And, and even when it comes, comes time to processing them, they're humanely euthanized. And that's like, it, you know, aside from clean, 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 and clean, you know, no antibiotics, no hormones and all that. Um, no MRNA. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's more for me, like the, the gratefulness that you have towards the animal. Um, but coming back to the ego, okay, because we'll slip back in. Um, do you feel like, because the ego is part of the mind, but the more we tap into the consciousness of source of all things, pineal gland, and, and do you do you feel like that kind of is more putting the ego in check if we're connected oh, to the source?
0: Absolutely. First, you have, you have to, again, ego is a, a, a different a big topic to cover, but ultimately ego is what we're um, not removing necessarily, but weakening the power of the ego over us. A lot of people, in fact, in my online course, Roadmap to Self-Empowerment, I'm like, the ego is in, in the driver's seat. We don't want the ego in the driver's seat. We want your spirit in the driver's seat. We want, you know, the light of you in the, in the driver's seat. And so part of what removes the ego from the driver's seat is to release the ego attachments. A lot of things that we we talk about attachment a lot, attachment to outcome, attachment to the material things, attachment to needing um, like things from other people. We're trying to fill up this, this bottomless pit that's, you know, really driven by the ego because it, the ego can never be satisfied. So that's where you kind of know that no matter how much you get of something, whether it's approval or whether it's love or whether it's money or whether it's, you know, material things, whatever it is, it's never enough because that's where a lot of the ego lives. It's more, 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 more. And so um, by releasing that, uh, you're also um, releasing the illusions that the ego can bring in. It's kind of like a magician, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like fear. Remember, it uses fear. So F-E-A-R. Is often an acronym used for false evidence appearing real, real. Mm -hmm. fear, and that's what a lot of what uh, the ego uses to get more power from us, right, from Mm -hmm. the the light part of us. So we want to definitely release those ego attachments, and then again, that's also where the judgment comes from. So we want to be able to transcend judgment uh, as a way also to... Really connect in with our fellow human beings and, and, and really come from that place of compassion and understanding. So that an empathy, uh, these are all things that are more soul driven aspects. And the more we do that, the more we're connected in and aligned with our soul. Mm-hmm. And and as well as, you know, just aligning with the universal principles. The law of reflection is a universal principle. The law of attraction is a universal principle. The law of vibration is a universal principle. There's all these universal principles, including the law of grace and, and so forth. But, you know, coming into a place of harmony and love and unity and so forth, these are things that the soul is what is guiding us toward. Mm-hmm. So when we see what's going on in the world and we see all this division and and hatred and, you know, othering of people, it's like that's ego driven. Mm -hmm. That is not soul driven at all. It it doesn't matter how righteous you believe you are in making one different kind of person better or less than the other. Or that in the past it's been, you know, different and they have, you know, the oppressors of the past Oppressing them today is not going to, it's only just going to flip the switch and you're going to be in the same mess that we were before. It's not, you know, it's, it, it, it doesn't work. It's lifting everybody up at the same time and forgiving the, pa- the, the past, mm-hmm. right? Because otherwise you're just going to be, now the oppressed becomes the oppressor. It's like the victim becomes the victimizer. It will just spin around and around and around and it will never heal. And that's why we're on such a dangerous track right now of, you know, this, well, I won't go into all that because that gets really in a hairy place, but, um, but that's not, that's not where our soul is guiding us to go. So we need to really tap into what, you know, to our own soul and really know how to move the needle in the direction that's going to be freeing and not more oppressive. Uh, Yeah. What you said. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean... <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's so
0: deep yeah yeah deep. and 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 here's the thing too especially when it comes to past um you know past transgressions or whatever however you want to say it past abuse past whatever because we hold it collectively and we hold it individually and that is karma Yeah, it is is recognizing that karma plays its part there is a fairness system (laughs) that is far beyond our understanding Mm -hmm. or at least far beyond our full comprehension. Let me put it that way, our Mm -hmm. full comprehension. And when we take it upon ourselves to make somebody pay, when we Mm -hmm. go into like becoming actually that victimizer or whatever, Mm -hmm. we're now bringing the karma upon ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important to know there's a lot more going on here when it comes to forgiveness than meets the eye and what our feelings might be telling us.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so we can free ourselves from karmic patterns as well. And that's, I'm actually going to use that point to go into an exercise. And we've talked about it in the past. Mm. So we're going to go over a few exercises here. But one of them that I used was the 30 day forgiveness walk. And really the, the meat of that was the Ho'oponopono prayer, which is an ancient Hawaiian prayer. And it's really about personal responsibility, but it's connecting into, um, you know, um, a very healing prayer. That's sacred ancient prayer. Yes. Yes. And it's so simple Mm -hmm. and it's really, um, it's just four short, short sentences. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. That's it. And you repeat those. Now, mm-hmm. how how many times you repeat it, and how long you repeat it—that's you know—that's for you to 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 decide. But I went on the forgiveness thirty day forgiveness walk. I was just it just came to me. I knew about the whole Pono prayer um, already and had used it in the past, but there was someone that I was not releasing karmically actually mm-hmm. from my life. Karmically, very yeah. good point. Yes, it's yes, karmically and yeah. uh, or karmatic, karmatically karmically whichever way it's pronounced. And so on the I was already walking, and I thought, you know what, I am going to do. I am going to play the play the Ho'oponopono prayer because there's a really beautiful prayer which we'll link into the description that goes through it. It's set to really beautiful music. It's about 10 minutes. And I will put the person that I am forgiving in that space energetically as I go on my walk. And I did that. And I, I uh, filmed it every day and made my little insights and, and so forth. By the time I got to day 10, I was, which, okay, so when I got to day nine, I was kind of like, uh, ah, this is kind of getting, I want to go listen to something else. I was kind of getting a little bored with it, I guess, on day nine. And I said, but I'm, I'm holding true to my 30 days. That's what I committed mm-hmm. to. I'm going to listen to this Ho'opono prayer. And you never know what tomorrow brings. Mm-hmm. And boy, did tomorrow bring something because that mm-hmm. was the breakthrough day was day 10. And when I hit day 10, it just came up so strongly that I had, hmm, I had a soul contract with this person, Mm -hmm. and that, and we've been around many lifetimes together, but ultimately I had a soul contract with this person. So, by me not releasing him through forgiveness, I was not completing my side of the soul contract. Mm -hmm. and and I'm the one paying the price I already knew this I mean I I knew it intellectually but this stuff can get pretty gnarly to let go of no matter how much you intellectually know things and Mm -hmm. even how much work you've done and this one was clinging on to me like you know pretty pretty hard um, for for years and um and I was kind of more at the tail end of it but I wanted to fully release it and so that was my day and I tell you what I felt the the it lift off me like I've never felt it before. (laughs) I felt I I completely took responsibility for my side of the soul contract, regardless of what has happened between us in the past. And I, plus I grew through that process Mm -hmm. tremendously. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: so it was just a very powerful exercise. So the Ho'oponopono prayer. I'm just going to say
1: about my Ho'oponopono prayer, because I have one too. I didn't do a 30 day exercise, but this is back in the beginning of Uh, was at the end of December of 2013, beginning of 2014. And Mm -hmm. I was working with Rebecca Mm -hmm. and Alan and I decided it was August 19th of 2013, where it was Stacy's first birthday that Alan and I had decided that we would like to try to have another baby. Now my body just gets pregnant very, very easily. So, We decided, so we were in Africa. I wasn't on any birth control. and We were just kind of taking preventative measures. And um, and so I, anyway, so that was August. Mm -hmm. Uh, Didn't get pregnant in September, not October, not November, and not December. And okay, it was the beginning of January where I went to Rebecca and I had all of this um, sadness about some choices that I made when I was younger in my life regarding pregnancies. Mm-hmm. And it was something that was eating me alive. Now that I had nothing but reverence for life, I understood what I had done. And, um, oh God, it's gonna make me cry again. Anyway, it's all good, it's all over now. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I had thought God was punishing me. And, and so Rebecca had said, okay, we're gonna do the Ho'oponopono prayer you're going to do it 40, t- you're going to say it 40 times a day. So you were specific to one person, right? Mm-hmm. Karmic. Um, for me, I was specific to one part of me. I had to forgive regarding uh, pregnancy. So 40 days. So I had to say it 40 times a day for 40 days. And I, so I started that, you know, let's say mid January and February 3rd, Alan and I were in Park City. I knew I was ovulating. Like my cycles are absolutely to a T um, or they used to be. Now I'm in the phase, but anyway, so, um, I knew it and I knew it then. I knew it then. I'm like, I got pregnant. It was not even 20 days of 40 times a day using rosary beads, which I, I don't have anything to do with Catholicism, but a dear friend suggested that. And, uh, And that was my Ho'oponopono prayer. And I got pregnant and had a little baby Aurora. So like how powerful you released a karmic contract and I brought a life into this world, forgiving myself.
0: Yeah. Forgiving myself. And, and, and the thing is, is you can create whatever practice with it you want. Yes, You can do 40 days and do the beads and, and, you know, 40 times or do a 10 minute, uh, you know, 10 minutes on this great music right this prayer meditation mm-hmm. music and just be out walking but keeping that person in in front and center um you don't have to do it with just one person i mean there's it's just it's very a fluid a technique yeah find your way yeah uh, but that's just the point is it's, it's very again it's an ancient sacred prayer mm-hmm. and it's very powerful very very, very powerful. powerful in all yeah. the best ways In all All the the best best ways. ways. Yeah. Yeah. So another way to uh, really release through forgiveness is to write whoever it is. It could be yourself, but uh, oftentimes it's going to be someone else and write a forgiveness letter. And what you're doing in the forgiveness letter, this is not a letter to send. (laughs) This is a letter for you to write. That's really where the process is healing. And so you're putting all of your emotional stuff out onto this letter, whether it's anger, resentment, pain, hurt. All these things and you're just like dumping it out onto a letter, not a typewritten letter, but a handwritten letter.
1: Like your journal and- from last week. Did you share didn't you share with everybody that or no?
0: No, I shared it with you. Yeah. You
1: it's shared not- it with me. You-
0: I mentioned it briefly, but yeah, yeah, I had a lot of anger. But you journaled
1: I- it. Yeah, yeah, you journaled, journaled it. it.
0: Yeah. And oh, I did plenty of forgiveness letters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, and so you know, but it's to get it out of here. And put it out on to, and to express it out mm-hmm. into that journal form, that letter form. And then when you feel complete, and this may take more than one round, it may take, you know, a couple sittings of writing. Mm-hmm. And, but when you, you'll know when you feel complete, you'll feel like, nope, it's all, I got it. Everything I wanted to say, it's, it's out and it's, it's out on paper now. Um, and this can also be people that have already passed. You know, it's good that we don't have to depend on people still being, you know, in our life or alive in order to forgive them. Absolutely. Because we don't need their presence in order to forgive them or actually be forgiven because it's really our own um, lack of self-forgiveness. It's we can forgive ourselves, you know, for what we've done with others who have passed or that are no longer in our life as well. So that's, remember, this is very, very open to, it's just really getting into that energy of forgiveness and so Mm -hmm. once you're done writing the letter and you feel complete with it then you can either tear it up and throw it out you can burn it you can just what you're doing is you're releasing the energy Mm -hmm. so that it 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 moves out yep um yeah now I kept my stuff it wasn't that because that wasn't a letter to anybody but I like because of what I do I use it as resources to you know keep with me because of being a coach so I have burned, I have burned some letters and so forth. But like when I was journaling about my anger, to me, that's a significant um, piece for me to see how far I've come. And if I ever do show it, you know, more on a public level. I've burned, I've burned letters too. Mm -hmm. I've burned letters too. But you know, at this stage in
1: the game, like just like how important it was for me to see Mm -hmm. where you were at, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, and, and then for you to look back to help me which kind of leads into our last bullet point here but you know like it i'm so grateful you kept that so i could see like and it was like oh my poor lisa boy was she an angry angry (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) long time ago yeah (laughs) Yeah, it was very it was a destructive anger in fact part of what i was journaling is i want to destroy i want to destroy but you know Mm -hmm. who i was destroying was myself yep and uh but I let that go.
1: <laughs> yes, you <laughs> That's did. Gone.
0: That's such old energy now. Not that I never get really in. Like, that was a while ago. That was Oh, um, 2005. That, yeah, that, that was, was a long time ago. Yeah. Almost 20 years. Yeah. Wow. and But that was also more at the beginning of my transformational journey, too. So think about that. I had all that. And I had it actually from when I was a little girl, except it built over time because I even put in there seven years old, my Annie doll. Mm-hmm. My grandma made me a um a doll because she was really good at that. And and I mean I'm just again this very shy, passive little girl. <laughs> and I'm in my room punching my Annie doll because I had all this anger and I didn't oh, know. What, what was it about. <laughs> right. So thank you, grandma, for the Annie doll. It never damaged the Annie doll. Okay. I just <laughs> my way to be able to express anger. And I think, you know, I mean Tomorrow we're going to be talking about, uh, in the parenting class, about emotional intelligence and how to allow your children to express their anger without coming down on them, without making them wrong or judging them or whatever. They need a place to be able to express the negative Mm -hmm. feelings, including the anger. And the more you allow them that space, (laughs) the less they'll have to, you know, do all this kind of stuff when they're 40. (laughs) Yeah, or whatever it was, however, old 30, it was.
1: 40, whatever. I
0: guess I was at that point. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Okay, good. So, then the, another one, which uh, really uh, Mary Ann Williamson talked about a lot, she's about love and forgiveness and so forth. And that's pray for the other person's happiness for 30 mm-hmm. days. So, um, and I remember she was on the Oprah show, and Oprah's like, Whoa, girl. <laughs> for Oprah talks, you know? And she said, That's not easy to do to pray when you really have some charged energy around well that's how that's how i found that's how i found my connection to god yeah
1: praying for john to have everything that i ever wanted in life Well, i i can't even tell i told you like i could not get through that prayer
0: yeah
1: the first handful of days Mm -hmm. yeah so what a great example too because yeah i mean Miriam williamson is like the course in miracles
0: Yeah. Well, and Marianne said to Oprah, she goes, well, how easy it is to to hang on to all this stuff. Oh, it's like, it's not, it's hard. It's harder to hang on to it than it is to let it go. I get the first letting go process. That's not easy, Mm -hmm. but either is hanging on to it. Right. It's so much suffering when you hang on to it. And she used another great example in that same talk, I believe it was. And she said, you know, when you are hanging on to all that stuff, it's, Hopefully, I get this right. It's like having a file drawer closed and with to the universe. And the universe wants to put in good stuff into your little filing cabinet, mm-hmm. right, of your life. Mm-hmm. But when you have it closed, it can't drop anything new in it can't drop anything positive in because it's all closed up so you want to release that stuff so that you can really allow what the universe has in store for you or god has in store for you that's more positive which is like the reward when you forgive when you let mm-hmm. the stuff go the more you let go the more you get which is the paradigm right the paradigm shift paradox it's like, yeah yeah paradox. Well, and, it, and it's a yeah. paradox too yeah yeah
1: yeah it's so true it is so true i So the prayer that I did was out of the 12 Steps, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous Mm -hmm. um, that my stepmom had shared with me um, in in a dark depression. I was 27 years old um, when I went through this horrific relationship. And, And I still will refer to it as the best relationship I ever had because it brought me to a point of such pain that I was actually able to find God. And I've been looking for God my whole life. I was like, what are these people, Tylee? I want to have that experience. And it was really, um, so in this prayer, and I can't remember, I have to find this prayer. I've been asking her for it forever. What page is it on? But I literally had to read it out. And it was a prayer that I wanted him, and, and I mean, he horrifically abused me in every way and cheated on me. With guys and girls and like, I mean, wow, it was like, I, it was, it was, so I had to pray for him to have a family and to get married and like, I mean, pray for his to have everything that I wanted to have in my own life. Yeah. Pretty intense. And here's where the magic happened. So you're supposed to say this prayer for two weeks. By the end of the two weeks, I felt that I meant it. Yes. It takes a
0: while. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's when I was like, I did that. Like, yeah. God is inside. I just asked. Mm-hmm. And now I feel that. Like, it was such a, because I went through really, truly, like, bawling my eyes out just reciting and reading this paragraph. That's how simple it is, right? Just like Ho'oponopono. It's, it's super simple. Right. But it's so powerful.
0: Yeah. And that's and important to recognize, too, that it's not, you're not just going to, it's not going to be like a switch. It just flips it's a process process and you know if you don't worry if you don't feel genuine when you first start out that's right Um, yeah because probability is you you might not right and uh and so but stay with it and then really allow yourself to go deep with it to Mm -hmm. move into as deep a place as you're as you're able to in that in that moment and and really feel it to the best of your ability but the consistency of it is important and the length of it is important. So even if you did it for 30 days and you're still, I don't feel anything different then maybe you need to do 60 days. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. everyone's different until 30 days you have a pretty good amount, you, amount of time. Yeah. But when you until start, you feel feeling- different, you know, and, and so in that, whatever
1: it is for you and whatever people decide to do for them, we just want you to do something because happiness is on the other side of the coin. Um, is is to you stick with it until whether it's from day 9 to 10 yeah is it 9 to 10
0: yeah. it is was it, from
1: 9 to 10 yeah is it you know day 21 for me is that when i'm going to hit my experience i don't know but i'm i'm not committed for 20, 21 days as detox and then we'll see how the rest of the program works but it's mm-hmm. you know again i got i got 10 to 12 months before i can even test for um these toxic chemicals again because that's how long it takes to remove them. So um it's a process. It's a
0: process. And it's important also to remember how long have you been hanging on to this. Oh that's an important variable as well. If you've been hanging on to this for years or a lifetime, you know, especially if it's like something to do with parents or somebody from your childhood, those are the big ones. Those Mm -hmm. are the big ones which means those are going to be the ones that change your life the most when you start to move into forgiveness. But every person's experience is different. Mm-hmm. There, there are, there's one more little uh, story, and, um, and that is uh, a, it was in the news. This guy came by. He was, like, from a gang or something, and he shot this girl, um, daughter of a mom, and they were together. She ended up in a wheelchair, and they forgave him. It was all like this whole thing, and they went into the prison and forgave him, and that changed his life but it also freed them from holding on to this because she was paralyzed or something the, the girl was in a wheelchair now so i mean her life was forever changed and so was his but the forgiveness for him turned his life around because he received the forgiveness like that's just wow but it also freed the the daughter and the mother from living a life of victimhood and anger and pain and suffering as well. So it's powerful, powerful stuff. Don't underestimate it. Um, I mean, we've all heard it's powerful, but until you experience it, you will not realize just how powerful it actually is.
1: Yep, absolutely. And we will most likely be doing an absolute another podcast on forgiveness because (laughs) of the importance of it all. Yeah, for sure. Any final
0: words? That's it. That's, uh, that's it.
1: I can't believe it. It's been a lot. We could have absolutely chopped this up into two sessions, but thank you guys for your time. Thanks for being with us. And again, like, subscribe, share if you are so inclined, and we will see you in a week.